0: welcome to horror movie talk plus that's right folks we've uh tra- now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies i used to believe i only liked horror movies but now i realize that there was a general audience fan living inside me the the whole darn time uh make sure you rate review and subscribe on itunes full video available on youtube we say don't be a square, but we are saying those words, so that's kind of uh, it's kind of fucking stupid. Uh, also, check out Patreon.com/horrormovietalk. Oh, I really shouldn't have cursed. I hope that gets beeped. Uh, the equivalent is that, of adult- <laughs> is that how you wink? <laughs> <laughs> also, check out you know Patreon.com. I, mean? I have to d- do the intro, Bryce. We can't talk about this. Also, check out Patreon.com slash talk, the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. If you want to add your pee to the community pool, go to HorrorMovieTalk.com or call 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. As always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm me... And across from me sits the island boy, Bryce Hansen. Give it a hand for Bryce, everybody. woo Yeah! Oh. It's been a harrowing two weeks. Bryce's mom just barely pulled through. She has <laughs> new body parts, which is fucking incredible to me. Like, the doctors were like, No cap, this shit's weak. And she's like, for real, and they're like, for real, for real, and then they just, they just fucking took out her knee, and then it took her out at the knees, and then rebuilt her better, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. And she's the um, bionic grandma now. Yeah, now she's bussing, bussing. Um, <laughs> We've got a great show for you today. So that's why you've gotten some old episodes. I don't know if you noticed. It it was out of the timeline. It felt chronologically strange, maybe. Maybe it Mm -hmm. didn't. But the last two weeks have been uh, bagged reviews. But anyway, this week, uh, we've got a great show for you. We will be reviewing The Hobbit from 1977. That's right. The animated classic. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we'll be taking your phone calls in a little segment we like to call Horror Movie Whores. That's right. Um, but not before I tell you, hey, if you want to watch this super badass uh, first um, adaptation of the hobbit to video um, then you should go over and watch it on max notice how i didn't say hbo max because they've rebranded for some strange reason and now have decided it's better to just be called max uh, than to be associated with the hbo name Um, so there you go you can watch it over there along with all Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien, um, video stuff. So the synopsis for The Hobbit goes a little something like this. I mean, you might be familiar with the story by now, but I'm just going to cover it anyway, just in case. Um, a little person named Bilbo is whisked away from his home by other little people and their enablest wizard friend named Gandalf the Dick. Bilbo is forced to do the bidding of the dwarves for the entire trip, and every single time he asks, "Are we there yet?" they threaten to turn the car around, but they never do. Eventually, Bilbo is forced to steal some su- some stuff from drug addicts, and then get stuff, and then stuff gets real weird. Everyone gets more gold than they bargained for. Review section. Um, my review for this is um full of nostalgia, so brace yourself. If you want to see one of the quintessential movies from my childhood, this is it. The art direction is strange and alluring. The story is neatly trimmed down to fit the 90 minute format. And it's one of the best stories ever told. So you really can't go wrong there. Uh, The songs are fun. Uh, They have a kind of a folky 70s feel, Uh, really folky 70s feel. Um, (laughs) The voice actors fit their roles perfectly and the adventure feels great. Much of the creature design is very intense and scary for a cartoon that was probably aimed at kids, Uh, but I feel this is one of the bonuses of growing up in the 70s and 80s. Producers didn't pander. They made cool stuff that adults and kids would want to see because they couldn't look away. Uh, This was made to be a television special, and it was animated by Topcraft, who was the precursor studio to studio Ghibli um, it's it was a Japanese studio
1: I thought so it was, uh, I thought it was Rankin and Bass
0: um, yes uh, the uh, the the production team is Rankin and Bass the animation studio was Topcraft uh... so Um, Much of the critical reception, much of the angry critical reception of the movie had to do with the strange Japanese-style animation that audiences were not yet familiar with at the time. More, most of the reception for the film was glowing, and it even won a Peabody Award. It was also nominated for a Hugo, but lost to Star Wars. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) if you're going to lose, it might as well be to Star Wars, you know? Um, I love this movie with all my heart. got me started in fantasy and horror. Uh, I wouldn't be the person I am today had it not been for renting this movie 10,000 times on VHS and uh, sitting there and just like, "Uh, the spiders are so scary. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I score this one. This is a hardcore nostalgia score um, and I am not... I'm not above that, you know? Uh this is a 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10, baby. What
1: do you think? If it weren't part of your childhood and you were to you know, say a friend forced you to watch it
0: <clears throat>
1: and review it, yeah. what would your score be, would you think?
0: So, this movie we'll get into this in spoilers, but I this is a this is a good place to do this actually. So, thanks for asking that question. I think the I think the thing that I most appreciate about this movie now you know, before it was like, wow, look at these monsters and what crazy design and like, oh, it's it's gritty and, and dark and like it, it makes mm-hmm. me feel strange feelings. Now, I appreciate <laughs> now after having been subjected to nine hours of The Hobbit, um, I appreciate how what they chose to focus on and how they trimmed it down, which is not an easy thing to do when you're adapting a, a big, interesting book, you know, Um so I think this is pound for pound the best cut-up of the Hobbit story that exists on on film. Um it's chose to focus on the stuff you wanna see. It includes the battles, um, and kind of like the side questy stuff as like a oh, and then there was a war. Um kind of way. I really enjoy this. Super slim, hour and a half long format. Everything else is is dope. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not. A cr- I mean, it, it's it's a good adaptation. The end. So I get I give it a, probably an eight. If it weren't for all the nostalgia, what do
1: you? Uh, what do you? Did you hate it? Did you bring a kid to it? <clears throat> um, I tried to get Penny to watch it. She saw like the trailer and she's like. The Hobbit's like really ugly. I don't want to watch that for two hours. I don't want to watch some ugly creature for two hours. I'm like, well, I mean, it's not two hours, Penny. It's an hour and a half. So yeah, you're wrong there. <laughs> and like, just from from her uh, reaction to it and watching, it, I'm like, yeah, this is a really uh, the the character designs are just ugly. I mean, yeah. they're it's it's part of the. The aesthetic. aesthetic yeah <laughs> you know very much like you know wrinkly old kind of ugly f- fantasy character design <clears throat> to the point where it's like uh, do they just really not like elves <laughs> you know <laughs> and and that's like it, it's a strong design choice um and you know it's of its time but yeah it was it was understandable getting that reaction from penny totes um i think this is the first time i've seen it like i think i've seen like clips of the lord of the rings um rankin and bass uh movie um i might have seen part of this but like i'm I'm familiar with the the look of it but i never sat down and watched it so i don't have any nostalgia for it and yeah it's not it's not made for me. Um, like, as an adult, it's not that great. Like, it's it's not something that I'd sit down and enjoy in the same way that, like, I'd get enjoyment out of, like, a Pixar movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: let me have it. Like, don't hold back. Like, you're not going to offend me. I know how this—I know what this might look like, too. But as a, as
1: a kid's movie where they're not concerned with scripting or acting or, like— there that's just getting shown it and letting the waves of like weird animation way like roll over them. Yeah. It works that way. You know, it's, it's kind of the same way that like, I mean, some of these movies where you rewatch them, it it still holds a lot of like artistic and like interesting value from the eighties where it's like, you know, y can you can go back and watch Labyrinth and still be like, Yeah, it's a pretty good movie on its own. Um, I'm not sure about like Black Crystal or some of these other Dart Henson movies, but wow. Wow. but then there's then w- there's Was stuff... that racist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's stuff like this where it's like the design is interesting, it's it's a really cool looking, but like in terms of a movie and entertainment value as an adult, it's like yeah, it seems very like here's 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 the main impression that I got out of it. This is like my comparison is that watching this it felt like I was watching a religious video. <laughs> like it really reminded me of like the videos that they show on the Mormon temple, but also just any like biblical reenactment animated <laughs> It's fucking sure. spot on. That's, it's that's so deadly
0: like accurate. It was why like it was why kids that grew up in a church, any church, right, what w- like fucking lost their absolute fucking mind when VeggieTales came out. <laughs> Cause it was like a decent like not even like great, right. but just like a decent like religious show that they would play at church and you're like, oh fucking thank God. It's not a one of those another one of those weird, half baked, like attempts to like indoctrinate me. Like obvious attempts. You know, right. kids can feel that shit. You know, it's not like they're kids aren't fucking absolutely R worded. They're just they're just a little slower than you or me, you know? Like they can still feel the condescension in the Hobbit. Right. You know? It's like okay.
1: Yeah, I mean so like that's that's really what it felt like whereas like the dialogue is very on the nose. It's like We're going to go do this thing and you are you are this person and you are coming to do it with us because of this. Okay, so we're gonna go do this. Yes, we're going to do this. Yeah. We need to go there. We need to go there because their person is there that does this. Mm. It's like okay. All and nice. it just it's just very on the nose dialogue and you know it's it's leading you through the story it's it's very much presenting this is what's in this book much the same as like a bible yeah. story is like they're not adding any flourish to it they're editing it down to a like um you know consumable piece of entertainment so like th- the quality of it is is low even though it, it is interesting to look at, but it's like undeniably, you know, it, it doesn't have the mystique or, or like the, like, this is an event that we're going to put in, you know, all this money and time and energy into. It's like, um, what can we make a cartoon about? The Hobbit? Okay. I give it two months. <laughs> Let's get it out I, the door.
0: I, I mean... The-
1: and, you know, I, I think it's made for TV, too, yeah, which it's is, made I for mean, kind TV. of a kind of a, you know, resti- restriction and, and it just shows. But it's not terrible. It's just not as an adult watching it. It's not it sounds like the your main engaging.
0: it sounds like your main issue is the script is like the adaptation in the script.
1: Yeah, I mean, the art style, I mean. Again, I don't know why they went so ugly with everything. <laughs> like it's it's impressive. It's like it's not ugly, you know. it's affected. And uh you know, the the animation is okay, you know, it's it's different for its time, but it's not like you know, there's not a lot of action going on. There's a lot of like what? implied the
0: things just cut up into action. Eh,
1: there's a lot of implied, you know, stuff, but it's like, you know, they're they're saving money on what they're showing. It's like,
0: well, it's 77. I mean, for 77. Dang. But sure. uh, but um, what did you think about the creature design? Of like smog? smog the trolls Gollum, the spiders
1: yeah it was okay um yeah, golem was, was so, interesting so um cool. an interesting take on golem um smog like i wish they did more with smog and dude so much of this him movie, a little more
0: so much of this movie i was like oh here comes the 20 minutes of smog and then it's like Four minutes of smog and i'm like it seemed a yeah. lot longer <laughs> right
1: <laughs> yeah and now we have we have the the live action ones to compare it to which is like so you know indulgent with three movies long i mean it's it's like the the two sides of the coin where it's like what it really should be is a movie a little over two hours like you could you could tell this story in a little over two hours, um, not seven hours and not like an hour and fifteen minutes, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's um, it was okay. I mean, my score, if you were to like nail me down to it, I'd say like a three out of ten. <laughs> Dang, is this the biggest? I think we've done a 10 and 3 before.
0: Yeah, I think probably so.
1: Um, But it's, I mean, that's scoring from my perspective. If I was a kid watching this, yeah, it would be more like an 8 out of 10. (laughs) 7 out of 10. It's cool. But yeah.
0: So my other option to watch this week was going to be Dungeons & Dragons, the new one. Uh huh. And you said that was actually pretty fun, Um, which I found. Which I was like,
1: "What?" (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah, a couple times.
0: It's really just
1: like dancing
0: on my. I'm like, do do I dare?
1: (laughs) Do I? I I me and Aaron really enjoyed it. We we liked it a lot. Um, Well, you know what you will
0: definitely like is not having to listen to commercials, Uh, and you can do that by heading over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Head on over there, toss us a couple of ducats a month, five bucks a month gets you access to the After uh, after Pods, a whole other podcast that we've been recording for years and years and years, all on Patreon, and um, you know you get all kinds of stuff over there goodies for uh for giving us more money uh which we really appreciate and uh and if you're over there you get uh unlimited access to uh talk to bryce when he's on the can so um so check it out also head on over to horrormovietalk.com shop shop around for stuff that uh that will cover your body or cover your table or cover your car uh with cool prints of things also, those things were created by our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. Uh, he's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions, so check him out over on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. If you want to get on uh, the show, let us know what you have to say about The Hobbit uh, or Dungeons & Dragons or potentially like some really um, penetrative gay movies we can watch. uh, Call us at six, eight, two, two, five, three, four, four, six, eight. We are looking for those. So, you know, hit us up. Uh, Thanks again for listening and let's get into
2: (laughs) boilers.
0: And oh. that's
1: the show, folks.
0: Oh no, I didn't. I didn't move my my notes from one thing to another. Um. So, an interesting in any any event, we never start with uh, directly with talking about the movie. So I'll just tell you, my <laughs> here's what happened to me last week. And we went to the beach, uh, which is just a couple minutes away, <laughs> and um, and my. My wife set up a towel and I and I wore some sandals that I knew I shouldn't have because I'm apparently I'm 38 and I'm falling apart. And um, after walking down a little hill, down to the beach, down to this little towel to sit down on, I sat down. And at that moment, I l- looked at my wife and I said, oh, my back's going to give out. <laughs> I sat down. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat on the beach and as I sat, I could feel a thing creeping up my ass, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, like at my sacrum. Uh-huh. I was like, "This is it." And I looked at her, and I go, "It's not here yet, but it's, it's but coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming." And,
1: uh, and, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Bend over like two degrees to there pick up will... a soda, and that's that'll be the there's end. There's nothing. Of it. There's nothing to be done. The bomb has <laughs> left the plane; <laughs> it's
0: falling through the air. No one
1: can stop it. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it's, that exact thing happened to me, like last week. Yeah, and last week was the same time frame.
0: Within twenty minutes, I was my le- my neck was fully locked up. Fully, I was just like. Uh, I knew this was coming. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you, Carrie? I said, my back's going to, and now I look, I can't move my neck. Look, this is what I can do. And then I did that for 20 minutes. You see? You see? And then I turned into an old Jewish man and died. Um, (laughs) It was horrible. And I've been fighting that ever since. And this morning I woke up and I was like, oop, 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 it's coming back. (laughs) So here we sit doing a weird dance. Be still.
1: Be still. Don't, don't move. <laughs> don't pick up anything. Don't move. Even if it's on your desk, don't do it. Oh,
0: brutal. Here we are talking about. That's the, the worst, man.
1: It's the fucking absolute worst. You're just like, oh,
0: and you just see your, you just see your weak. Just like right. Sh- and there's just nothing <laughs> you can
1: do. And just... anything that makes you feel comfortable makes it worse. <laughs> Oh yeah. your back hurts? Don't lie down and to relieve yourself of the pain because then you get up it's going to be worse.
0: Yeah. No. Oh man. Old. You know, but but uh I will say I I've I've it's happened so much now um throughout my life just mm-hmm. generally speaking that you know, I do know what makes it better. Um uh, and uh and you know, it's kind of a, a like instead of doing this thing that you hear old people do all the time which is oh, getting old, it's so, oh, it's so bad, you, you don't know, you don't know, you just think, oh, I'm fine, and then, and then you hear that fucking same refrain over and over again from every person. Instead of doing that, I've tried to, like, flip it, which is, like, no, my body took great care of me for a long time, and now I get to, like, it, it gave me enough time to know what it needs, to, like, to, like, get out of stupid zone and get into, like,
1: no For the first 30 years, your body took care of you. Right. And for the last, you know, 60, you, you take, take care, care of your, of body. your body.
0: Yeah, you know? and it makes sense, right? It's like, hey, we're going to get you up and running. We're going to get you to a spot where you're supposed to be intelligent enough to be able to deal with this stuff. Now it's you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a healthier way to look at it because then, <clears throat> then you're just more inclined to take care of yourself, <laughs> you know? <Ugh. clears throat>
1: but anyway. Yeah, years went out. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it wasn't like awful. It wasn't like I was crippled all week, but there was a couple days where it was a pretty, pretty touch and go.
0: That's very. Isn't that scary? You're just it's like- one of those things where I also realize, mm-hmm.
1: like, oh, I can just take you know some Tylenol and Advil, and I'll be fine. But I I'm so stubborn about not doing that. Where it's like, I don't oh, know why. why. Yeah, I don't know. That's my That's... wife. She's like, I'm
0: in tremendous pain. I'm like, oh, well, we have like 10 billion of these pills for that. And she's like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm going to fight through it. <laughs> it's like, Dude, when you were having a baby, the first thing you were like, you're like, hey, put a needle in my spine. Put it in right now, right now, right now. And now you're like in tremendous pain on the couch and you're like. I'm going to bite the bullet on this one. Are you t- I like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so isn't this a cool thing? Look at this thing.
1: It's I'm assuming those, that's green.
0: One of those dick sleeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it is. See? Look. <laughs> okay. So, The Hobbit from 1977, uh this is yeah, this is exactly what I think of when I think of the story of the Hobbit. So I comp- so it's the litmus test that I compare all of the all of the others to, and um, whatever this uh, what was the studio's name? The uh, Topcraft, the animation studio, did um, I think it was Return of the King? I think it was named Return of the King, um, th- but uh, the 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 animation studio did some other J.R.R. Tolkien, um, yeah, Return of the King, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, stories, um, which takes the, the some of the creature designs like Gollum, and uh, you know the style of this whole thing, and, and kind of um, tries to tell the uh, the Lord of the Rings side of things, which I I watched just a tremendous amount as well. Mm-hmm. Um did, uh, did, did have you ever seen this animation this style of animation before
1: Yeah I mean I've seen I've seen other Rankin and Bass movies too I mean such as I mean all the Christmas ones um what are the know, Christmas let me, ones let me look up other So particularly
0: what I think of um when I think of like cool animation from like my childhood um or the early late 70s early 80s is like this the return of the king the last unicorn and uh the flight of the dragons mm-hmm. uh, d- did you ever end up seeing the flight of the dragons no it's um the style is just just like this Well, uh, the last
1: Unicorn is is Rankin and Bass, too. I know that. Gotcha. Um, I mean, there's plenty of recognizable ones from Rankin and Bass. There's, like, you know, Frosty the Snowman, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. um, Yeah, a lot of, like, the Jack Frost. A lot of them are the Christmas ones, but then they have, like, a lot of... uh, um, fantasy ones. This one, "The Return of the King," they did. Um, let's see, "Wind in the Willows" was another one they did.
0: Wind in the willows—that rings such a bell, but I can't recall what it is. Wind in the willows.
1: Um, is
0: it wind and the willows? Wind in the willows. the
1: wind in the willows. Sorry, ah. wind
0: in the willows. Dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch some of these fucking things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Well, in any event, um yeah, this is this is definitely the adaptation that I think of when I think of, you know, I when I read the books, I had these characters in my head already, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I have written here harsh semi-anime style. Is that what you're referring to? Do you think there's Do you think because this was animated by a Japanese studio do you think there's a little bit of like this is how white people look you know like this is how we see white well, people well I
1: don't know I mean I'd have to assume that Rankin and Bass were the ones that like provided the design like and the animation studio just animated it like that's usually how it works if you if you oh. like um, kind of sublet the animation where it's like yeah you do the drawings and you do like the the key moments in the illustrations and then you just have the animators animate it you know oh, i so assume that's how that the would style work. yeah
0: interesting i didn't uh wh- wh- how do you know that i know i i like admitted well i mean
1: I like the well i'm i'm only assuming that's how it works i think that's how it works especially with like television animation like the simpsons you know yeah Fox produces it. Matt Groening does all the character design and they have artists that do like the key moments in it. And then they send it off to Korea to like actually animate the motion, you know, fill in all the, the middle stuff.
0: Yeah. How did you feel about the constant background folk singing?
1: It's, it's very, that's probably one of the best parts of the movie is like you're going along and then just randomly like it's. You got some semi banger folk songs in there. <laughs>
0: semi banger. You uh, like them, huh?
1: Yeah, they're cute. I mean, that's that's kind of like the headline of the of the yeah. movie. It's like it's a musical. Yeah. You know, it's very lyrical. Like even in the the script is pretty lyrical where it's like it feels like a folk song. It feels like you're watching a folk song really.
0: Yeah, it's and it's really like <clears throat> nothing escapes the the shitty writing of this script uh, like including like the songs are a little bit like they they're, they're a little elevated compared to the dialogue but uh but a lot of the songs are like this is how we work when we work you know you know it's like, it's like we put one foot in front of the other we're going to mount doom do 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 you know like, <laughs> or you know we're gonna get to smog he's gonna <laughs> blow the fire
1: yeah <laughs> i yeah, was the
0: uh I was so sure you were gonna hate the music.
1: <laughs> I mean it's not great, it's charming well, I'll just say that it's charming, especially like the the folk singer with like the the goat vibrato, you know just like in times oh. of past we make our journey, yeah just yeah, very much like. I have the, I
0: have I have a, a note here. This is the folk singer with all the b- vibrato. What <laughs> is
1: this? Have you it's heard? It's very this? like uh, Irish, like uh, type of vibrato. Just very much like ultra forced. It's not ultra forced. It's just very fast. It's it's like a very fast vibrato, oh. um, which is prevalent more in folk singing than like classical singing. But that's not to say that people in classical classical voice wouldn't have some of that it's, it's just a different type yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be very hard for me to sing with that fast of vibrato for like that's, a, that's a trained thing
0: so for those of you who don't know bryce is a is a trained vocalist um or i don't know how would you yeah, describe formerly yourself? former vocalist.
1: yeah i mean i i i have a background in singing
0: so he and you know he's got a what a uh a bachelor's in,
1: in... you have a bachelor's in vocal performance It's my so bachelor's degree
0: kind of set up to judge this kind of thing can't uh-huh. now i and now this isn't a dance monkey dance thing but i cannot well that's <laughs> Can... like
1: the that was my my fake vibrato but like if you are trying to do um you know banks oh, Yon it's it's really like that's it's it. probably it the a high nasally voice lends itself to it because it frees up your your larynx you know or tightens it up Bye, yon, bonnie bangs, oh so it, it's like that's you're able to do it a lot faster versus like singing. With it's a wider t- sound, we're by on Bonnie Banks. Like that's probably where I would usually sing. Sing like a bird. Wow,
0: that was amazing, man! That, like, <laughs> no, that's a real that. I mean, I got a visual in my head of of how of how to do it with your your throat, kind of, because like the what you're hearing on the Hobbit is, like, this super tight, controlled, like... Like, s- somebody's got, like, their posture under them. and s- You know? You know what I mean? Like, Well, they're...
1: it's it's more of, like, I don't know, from a singer's perfec- perspective, it's more of, like, where you're... I mean, this is... This has no basis in science, but it's basically where you're aiming the sound. Like, if it's more nasal, like, if you're mm. kind of singing up here, you know, and you're, like, your larynx is a little more constricted like and you're putting you're talking like you can feel your nose vibrate it's a lot more nasal than if you open your your uh, soft palate and give a lot more space and you know relax your larynx to where you know it's there's a lot more control it's a lot freer if you're doing this and just letting the air pass through versus having a lot of control and having it you know up front it's so it, you're reminding me of of these
0: people who describe how different uh cultures uh speak so like mm-hmm. a- how um you know how accents are basically formed which is like to speak like an australian you put all your words in the front of your mouth and you speak up here in your nasal right like yeah, All yeah. all the words are way up front <laughs> i'm not doing it correctly but i'm i'm I am putting my words at the front of my mouth and speaking right. with with my you know my nasal uh, cavity and and it's right. It, it is
1: weirdly it is weird how easy it is to unlock stuff once you know the code. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, Spanish people they they put their their tongue is always in this position. Like you you just leave your tongue here or it's very forward or I, I don't know yeah. what, the, what it would sure. be but like you it's usually like tongue placement and. Just not moving one part of your tongue or your mouth. You know? And
0: where's the sound focused in in your mouth and, right. and larynx? Like, is it up front? Is it in the back? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is it up high or low? Yeah. Is are you using your tongue a lot, or is the tongue? Or just like how
1: active your mouth is? You know, it's like right. You know, if you're yeah, whatever. That
0: fucking. What about that fucking Irish guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The, drunk, the drunken Irish guy from YMH? Yeah. Oh, man. That guy. I
0: don't <laughs> It's just, uh. Yeah, Bryce is going to pull it up. Let me see um, if I can
1: get a sound the... clip of it. Here we go.
0: Oh, yeah. It's been, yeah. Different. I was so. drinking. What? And what does the
3: reopening of the pub mean, too? God, it means
1: because I ended up the last two years. <laughs>
0: That's not the one. one. Look <laughs> how are you? <laughs> We're here in Killarney today.
3: Nice are you from Killarney? I'm I'm Born and bred. Born in Breg. Born in Breg.
1: <laughs> so far, so good.
0: Look <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Good, <laughs> We're here in Killarney today.
3: Nice to meet you. Are you from Killarney? Born and bred. Born and bred in
0: Killarney. Yeah, so, I mean, you too can talk like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, you just throw sounds just at random. You can just throw them out there. <clears throat> Yeah. So anyway, um, speaking of people speaking weird, uh, we got the trolls. So this is what I real. I've already said this, but I, this is what I really like about this this adaptation is it's is it goes. What's the cool shit? What's the shit these people want to see? Okay, they want to see trolls. They want to see spiders. They want to see Gollum, They want to see smog. Mm-hmm. The end. Like that's the cool shit. That's the mm-hmm. good shit. So just keep it to that. Just kind of, you know, get out of the other stuff. So, and the way these trolls are, they're strangely people-y. They are strangely people they do not have noses, but they have this big, like, thick meat in the front of their face. And and it does a thing that I really love about, uh, about I guess, this adaptation. But uh, presumably, they're all the same kind of troll, you know? They're... Mm-hmm they're hanging out so they're like i don't know the white people trolls or something like that i'm just saying they got a tribe i don't i don't know i'm just i'm just saying they're of a certain species ah. okay so but they're different in in incredible ways so there's two of them that are pretty similar and then there's one with these massive like elephant tusks that are just like protruding out of his out of his mouth in like a straightforward, like, just like, and it's, and that stuff, that idea that I, I I was always fascinated with, like, what was like, in particular, this, this scene, I was like, why is that one have massive tusks and the others don't? And it just, I don't know, something about it set my imagination going. I was like, well, maybe, you know, like, I loved that I don't know did any of that strike you at all was 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 there any uh, like artistic choices that you thought were like damn that's fucking cool like anywhere along this this
1: story Um, I mean Gollum was I mean uh, they kind of melded together like it was it's it felt like there wasn't a lot of like variation in some well that's not true like again everything was uniformly ugly in in interesting ways but like the difference between like the wood elves and the and the I goblins am. was shockingly small it's like mm, i mean it's completely different design but they're like if you were to like just um put up some of the character designs of like are these the good guys or the bad guys She'd be like oh th- those are all the bad guys except maybe bilbo
0: well, good news for you, Bryce. The goblins in the uh in the in you know, in the Lord of the Rings are descended from elves. Hm. So there you go. That's your well, you fishbulb. Yeah, what did yeah, you like? The about... goblins
1: more resemble like a like a frog yeah. design. Like much more like there's no neck, it just transitions straight into their bodies. Yeah. And then the wood elves are more of like what you would traditionally think of as goblins, except just like wearing leaves, and then, and then um, the dwarves are just <clears throat> the oldest uh, little people in yeah. existence. And what did yeah, you like? Just about- basically, shrunken down Gandalf. What did you like about Gollum? Um, I mean, in my like, I my first like really um you know exposure to a design or a visual representation was in the Lord of the Rings movies and yeah it's just much more of a creature again kind of more molded after like a frog or a lizard in in the animation and uh yeah i think it's a interesting you know creature design
0: yeah he's super he's vaguely a person, but only vaguely like, like he's so much more, um, yeah. Like, like a lizard or something like that. Like some Mm -hmm. just dank like thing that has, that doesn't have an, any origin is just been in this cave forever. And, uh, and he's got his little, he's got his little, um, his little cave of, not, not, not cave. He's got his little Island in the middle mm-hmm. of this lake in the cave. And it's, it's got all these little bones in it and stuff. And it's just like, ugh, like, I don't know. There's, there's this element of this story, this one that of Of this telling of the Hobbit, where it's like. Now watching it, I I realize it's very like the whole story of the Hobbit is basically like a, hey, young people, you got to start living your life, you know. It's like, yeah, you could be comfortable, but that's not that's no good, you know. Like, comfort is, is like that's kind of dangerous because then you won't get to see any cool shit. So what you got to do is put yourself in a, in fucking the worst scenarios to overcome, to overcome things and, and go on an adventure. And, um. and I, I don't know, there's been this w- weird shift in my, in my mind lately where I, uh, I've stopped playing video games, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it is unprecedented in, in my life. Like, it's like, I've played video games since I was a little 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 kid. And I didn't know why I stopped. But until I started recently, I don't know, maybe this maybe this watching of this helped me solidify this 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 thought. But the thing that I got from playing video games was this um was this feeling that I had done something. I had mm-hmm. like gone on an adventure, achieved mm-hmm. some incredible feat. You know, I had, I had bested, you know, a foe or something like that, but it was, and, and it, it spoke to some core piece of me that was like, you need to like go do an adventurous thing. And, um, and, but it, it's a false achievement when it's in a video game. You know, it's just, it's just it's not it's not real you haven't really done it so by by taking the video games out now I I seem to be forcing myself to do those things uh, anyway you know it's like well Hmm. now you get to do them in real life or try and um, and yeah that's way more dangerous but you've prepared your whole life for it like to be fair no one's a bigger expert (laughs) at like, at like trying and failing, uh, than me via video games. So it's time mm-hmm. to put it, it's time to put it to practice. Time to, Um, I don't know. And, and this, this watching this, it kind of helped me put it all together because it is such a simple storyline that's, and by the way, like this one is the most unfair to Bilbo storyline I've ever seen. It, these, the dwarves don't do anything. Nothing. No, no one in this movie does anything except for Bilbo. It's all just them being like, hey, buddy, you signed a contract. And he's like, "It's a vague contract. And they're like, well, you signed it. You better go do some burgling. And then him being forced to do it. And them literally at the end, once he's like ousted smog out of the cave, they're like, hey, hey we got all this gold. And it's like, bitch, you didn't do anything. This is the most unfair to... I I don't know. Now, looking at this, I'm like, God damn, Bilbo got robbed. (laughs)
1: Well, it's also confusing about, like... I I mean, there's a little bit of a mixed message in terms of theme, because, like, it feels like Tolkien always wants to, you know, laud the praises of, you know, old English living, which is like, yeah, just focus on you know good times um people and food and that's what life is about and then everything external to that like in this movie like it makes pretty much the point of like yeah there's war and politics and and history and stuff going on and like you insert this person that's disengaged from it in in the person of bilbo and it kind of just contrasted of like this is kind of ridiculous right guys like the the fact that you're going to go to war with 15 people against, you know, 4000 they're like, "Well, you don't understand war." It's like, "Hm." Yeah, but that's isn't that stupid? They're like, "Shut up, little man. <laughs> Out of the way." Where it's like, "No, it is underlining that like yeah, that that adventurous life or like being engaged in like the um you know the overall world forming events is um f- it feels arbitrary when you could just stay home and, and eat and enjoy friends you know <laughs> like that's that that's kind of like the, one of the points that he makes but then also like the, the main point of the hobbit and any like or, any like you know hero's journey story is you come there's from no place story of, without that <laughs> you, you come from a place of comfort you're a lot of the times you're pulled out against your will and then you're changed by it like right. you can't go back and just be satisfied with that stuff so i mean that's that's generic hero's journey stuff but in you you can see through it especially in this like um tolkien really really um thinks that the the best way of life is the hobbit way of life. Like that's like if you're going to choose a philosophy and way of life like you'll probably be happiest as a hobbit.
0: Yeah, it, it, there's a line in this where he says I wondered if I was ever going to see my snug hobbit hole again and and I wondered if I even wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of that's the refrain, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is like Oh man, I was so comfortable and uh and what about that? But do I even want that anymore? Like uh, and there's an element of that, you know, it's I mean, that's just a truism I think. Anybody who's been through incredible hardship uh goes and looks ba- you, you you always look back at this times of strife and go, "Wow, that was an accomplishment. That was mm-hmm. something. That I missed that. I liked that." there were elements of that that were very incredible and like i i want that again um but uh but i don't want that enough to do it again until i do you know it's like um and you know if if you continue with the lord of the rings you know if if we we're reading tolkien um you know it's it's bilbo basically like being like shit i need to get back out there again you know like you know like i've been comfortable for a little too long here it's time to get it's time to get get the blood moving again, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it is an interesting dichotomy, a back and forth that's that, you know, everybody has within themselves, I think.
1: Yeah. And also like, even (laughs) it's a little confusing with the character of Bilbo. All we're told, uh, like from the script and from the characterization in the story, Bilbo is a real homebody, but the reason why he's involved in this is that he's a burglar. (laughs) like and it's unclear whether like is he actually an established burglar or is Gandalf just like shoving that onto him like look you're small and you can sneak you're a burglar now but if the if it's trying to say that his profession is to burgle and he's a treasure hunter that doesn't jive with the homebody characterization you know (laughs) It's like if you're this is interesting. If you're against if you're the kind of person that's like has no moral qualms about stealing or like looting culturally significant objects like Indiana Jones, it feels like that doesn't mean you're a homebody. Like Indiana well, Jones is out there and he's like, "Hmm, well, I wish I had my robe on right now." Yeah. You know. Uh,
0: I mean, this is interesting because like it kind of speaks to like archetype, like character archetypes. So like I've until recently I've always felt like there's like a, a hierarchy of characters in the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and and everybody stands for something. Um, and I guess uh, I guess what kind of now now that I think about it, Gandalf kind of seems a little bit like God. Um, he's this incredible you know compared to everyone else like in stature he's just as insane he can do mm-hmm. magic he shows up out of nowhere he leaves and is gone for for a long time and you wonder it, was he even here to begin with mm-hmm. like and he sees stuff in you that you don't see in yourself he's like no but you're not a burglar but goddamn could you be like you, you could definitely you got all the right shit here i see the gifts within you That maybe I bestowed upon you, you know, like like it's sort of like this weird sort of like God character uh, thing that uh, that Gandalf shows up, puts a thing in your head and then is like, get moving, buddy. And then you go. And um, I don't know. How how does that?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the in the kind of realm of Lord of the Rings, it, it feels like there is a hierarchy of mortality and the, the more immortal you are, the closer you are to like God status, you know? Yeah. So there's, I mean, I started reading the similar similar and And and, it's a great one. It makes it a little more delineated there, but like it, it makes you realize like, Oh yeah. The, the people that came, the elves that came from the tree, the place where the tree was like, they're basically gods so like uh galadriel and and like elrond and yeah. and stuff they actually saw this tree you know and and then there's the the other elves that are with them that are still basically immortal but they're not they they don't remember basically heaven you know <laughs> before um and then there's the the eternal evils the eternal evils and then there's the um oh, what do you call them not the goblins who who are the people with bilbo oh the hobbits <sighs> no not the hobbits the other ones the dwarves the dwarves yeah then there's the dwarves and they're long lived i don't know if they're necessarily eternal and then it makes a point of like the the whole point of like the similar really in is like then this new creation appears which is mankind yeah which is like they're they have very short lives but they're very Full. ambitious and yeah. focused on creating tools and innovation and stuff to where it's like the the elves are kind of intimidated by them but they want to keep a distance you know and so obviously you as a reader, a human, you're like, Hmm. Well, kinda wish I was cool like the elves, but humanity's pretty cool too, you know? Yeah. Everybody's um, got And a then place. there's there's like, you know, the the middle ground with the with the hobbits and and the other creatures and whatnot, but yeah. There's kind of a spectrum of eternal good and evil to the mortal good and evil. Um and yeah, it's all like basically telling the story of like and this is how magic left the realm. <laughs> it's like when all the elves left left. Yeah. And now it's just us left.
0: Yeah. There are so many cool uh, like the Silmarillion is such a has so many is jam-packed with just like interesting elements that it's it's very like this movie. It's just like here's some cool shit that happened and here's where this thing came from and like like Shelob, like, what a crazy, cool, interesting, weird, like story of some horrible, evil right. spinster that just that just kind of just scurries across the land and like brings incredible power, unbelievable power right. with yeah. her, but just chooses to hole up over here, like like just right. hangs out. <laughs> it's yeah. just like don't go there, um, kind of thing. Uh, everything the everything the sun touches. Is yours. What about that dark place? Oh, we don't go there. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, if you can, if you can read the Silmarillion, I, I've heard a lot of people say it's, um, it's a hard read. It wasn't my experience at all, just, I guess, because I was interested in the. It, it is,
1: I mean, it's, it, it's very much like reading mythology, you know, it's mm-hmm. disjointed. It's like very thick, you know, yeah. with names and locations and stuff and it's you you just kind of uh, I think people that can't let books just wash over them and want to read every word and try to understand everything like no that's not the way to go around it it's like you 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 know you plow through it you skim over you you like let it wash over you just knowing that you're you don't have to retain every bit of information or any of it What's funny is like now (laughs) in this like generation where we're, we're fed like huge consistent um, universes, like with the Marvel universe where it's like, Oh, now it's a game to find all the in the, the Easter eggs and and inferences between movies and stuff. And it's like, that's not how this stuff worked back then. Like, it's not consistent at all. And that's kind of a feature of it because mythology is not consistent. You know, they'll mix up stories and names sometimes Yeah, and not go back and correct it. And so, yeah, <laughs> try, try to make a map of middle earth from what J.R.R. Tolkien said. It's like, it's just, it's just impossible. It's all like over there's, the there's no, you know, anyways,
0: Yeah. Yeah. The um, the only the only thing I have left to say about this uh, 1977 adaptation of The Hobbit is um, the the moment that Bilbo has in the uh, in Mount Doom. What is it? No, it's not Mount Doom. The Misty Mountain. The Misty Mountain. Thank you. Um, With smog, where he's worse. Oh, man smog's so fucking cool like the the design on him is he's got kind of like a a wolf's face almost but like a like a pug wolf like a a little bit pushed in snout and he's got hair all over his back and he's got a big fat belly and he's got this big whippy tail with all these like dreads coming off of it and he's just so cool and he's so well spoken you know um and, uh, and hateful and, and, uh, and Bilbo introduces himself is like, he, he gets down there and he's, and they do all this, um, lead on they're like, oh man, this f- place fucking stinks. Yeah. It stinks like dragon. So like, I don't know. I have this feeling that it's like a sulfury smell and, and, um, real poopy kind of poopy, ew poop, poop, pee mm, pee mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of smell. And,
1: um, he uses the gold as a litter box. <laughs> yeah. But. That'd be but great as the, they're dividing up the gold. They're like, God, this is ungodly. Like, so much the, the gold is just the surface. It only goes like an inch down. The rest of it's just dragon shit.
0: Ugh. Oh, man. So, but this, the refrain, Smog keeps saying, he's like, oh, you're a thief. You're a thief. Which is mm-hmm. now, like through my old man eyes, I go, you're the thief. Like obviously, you're the thief. You're sitting here on stolen gold that you forced people to give up for so that you could have a place to sleep. Like <clears throat> You're the thief. This guy just shows up and takes I don't one fucking thing and you're like, ah, "I'm going to kill everybody." It's like it's a, it's kind of a it's kind of a trippy uh it's like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean hypocrite. even
1: like the, kind of the Underlying story or the weakness of of you know the dragon and the the dwarves is their you know unrelenting Mm. greed you know yeah
0: yeah and that's highlighted in the end when Gandalf is walking Bilbo home and he's like dude you didn't even kind of take your share of the gold like you just took two bags a little little bitty bit of a like gold and Billbo's like i my pony couldn't carry any more than this and like like this is gonna last me forever like i'm good Mm -hmm. like this is all i need whereas everybody else is you know they're it's this it's this thing it's this thing people have with stuff where they're just like my stuff and uh and and then they're and then they're like they spend so much time being like i can't i gotta hold on to my stuff (sighs) and then And then they spend so much time getting being worried about getting more stuff, holding on to the stuff that they have, not letting go of the stuff or ever throwing away the stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm saying this thinking about certain Mm -hmm. people in my life and uh, and and then. uh, But what you really realize about stuff once you start getting rid of it is, oh, that's the that's the real anchor in your life is all this bullshit that you think is so important it's just replaceable. It it'll go away and it'll come back. It's it's un it's who cares? It's who cares about stuff? It's like yeah. There's a lot of good lessons in the in the Hobbit. Mhm. Huh. So anyway, The Hobbit, 1977. Do you have any um any final considerations for uh, for this? Would you recommend it to anyone?
1: Um it's notable in, you know, the history of animation i think like it's definitely like these rankin and bass you know adaptations are they stand the test of time and and are really interesting to look at but um i think i'd i'd use this more of like if you got kids that you want to get into the hobbit have them watch this
0: what do you know about rankin and bass you speak of it as though you know things
1: I mean they're a big name in the 60s and 70s and and 80s like the, if you just look at their you know production history there's it, it's re- I mean every christmas like almost everything that they show on tv is a Rankin and Bass animated thing you know yeah like even if it was just Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that now, stop animation one. Like when
0: you say, okay, so okay, so it is the stop animation ones, right? Is what you're talking yeah. about.
1: But a like... lot of other animated ones too, like all the Frosty the Snowman and like Jack Frost, and I don't know if they did like the Heat Miser ones or not, but like they're highly influential back then. Mm. Whereas like. There wasn't a lot of animation, you know. There was like, you know, Disney, and like Looney Tunes, and there was Rankin and Bass, and maybe one or two others. I think Uh, what's his name? Oh, who did like Anastasia? If you my final
0: words on this is if you want to get your kids into cool shit. Get, like, wet their whistle for, like, ooh, that's mysterious and kind of scary and I don't like it, but I can like it a lot and I'll never stop watching it. This is a great way to do it. This and, you know, shows, or movies like Unicode, Last Unicorn, um, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: the other the other big name in animation was, like, Don Bluth. Like, this is... They're probably as, you know, or or close to the... Uh, influence or uh, impact is like don bluth animation stuff who that? don bluth is he did the secret of nim american tale land before time like he was he was he basically had like a competing yeah like studio to disney for a while and i think he might might have started out at disney maybe don bluth yeah he he started out at disney Interesting. Oh, he did Titan AE. No shit.
0: Dude, if if you're sleeping on Titan AE, you should not be. Yeah, yeah. This guy. Dragon's Lair 3D, dude. Do you remember those games? He did fucking Pete the Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Dude, Pete's Dragon is one of those ones that I had ne- That's That's just too weird for me. I couldn't handle it. It was just like, ah, oh, fucking... ugh. It's like chitty, chitty, bang, bang. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't get away from me. Get this disgusting. Like, this is what my cousins watch Ew. <laughs> and I was like, I had a cousin. I can't remember even who it was that was like fucking Pete's dragon. I was like, ew, fucking Pete's dragon. And you know, I was like, yeah, um, that's even too weird for me. There's a there's a point where you're just a pervert. Anyway, um, so there it is. The Hobbit 1977. Let's do a quick bit of horror movie. Where is it? I can't even find the thingamajig. Whore.
3: Whore.
1: Whore. 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 Whore.
0: Yeah, whores. Wow, we got a lot uh, going yeah, back here. months.
1: Woo, woo. Are we going back to May? Are we going back, back to, to May? Back to May. Oh, my God. Here we go. Is this Amber?
4: Hey, guys. This is Amber from Wisconsin. Um, I haven't called in a bit, so I just wanted to um, kind of talk about a couple of horror movie experiences I've had recently. Um, So, in the past year or so, I've actually gotten really into everything um, Evil Dead. So, you know, the original movies, Army of Darkness, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the 2013 remake, and then, of course, Rise just came out. Um, I'm really, like, in love with Bruce Campbell, so that's kind of part of the reason why I got so into the franchise. Anyway... um, I just listened to part of your Evil Dead Rise review. Um, I'm really glad that you guys liked it. I loved it. Um, I didn't catch if you talked about it on the episode or not, but we actually do get two audio cameos from Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead Rise. One is on the recording of the priest where he is first showing the um, Necronomicon to um the churchgoers i guess and there's a guy in the background that screams just destroy it it's called the book of the dead for a reason that's bruce campbell and then when ellie takes a bite out of gabriel's eye or out of his whole eye i guess um the audio clip is actually bruce campbell biting into an apple so just a couple of fun uh fun facts for you Bailey there counts. and then I finally watched Hereditary, and holy shit, it fucked me up. Yeah. I watched it maybe a week ago. I am still having nightmares about it. The two scenes that really stuck with me Spoilers. were closer to the end of the movie when Peter wakes up in bed, the whole room is dark, and you just see Annie like up in the corner above him just watching him. Holy shit. I was watching this in um, the living room with all the lights off. My boyfriend was asleep on the couch. I was sitting on the other couch, and I'm sitting there, like, screaming in my blanket, trying not to wake him up. And then the part where Annie is on all fours on the ceiling, banging her head on the attic door, my God, the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. Um, But I am actually glad that I watched it. Wasn't as terrible as I thought it was gonna be, but it was still really good. Anyway, thanks guys. Have a good day. Bye.
0: Thanks for calling Amber. Yak, 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 yak.
1: Yeah, hereditary is definitely one that it's one of those movies that I wish I could see it again for the first time. Yeah. That was that was such a cool experience. Um yeah, I think in the episode of the Evil Dead Rise, I think we mentioned the Bruce Campbell's cameo on the recording, I think. uh But I that second one was new to me. I didn't realize he was the guy eating the apple for the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it barely counts. was like, did you know one time he farted and they used that sound as a fart sound?
1: Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, all right,
2: what's going on, Bryson David? It's Justin from Ohio again, and um i was been listening to a couple of your guys' episodes, and David was talking about a band called Ice Nine Kills, and I recently started listening to them, and they're like my favorite band ever now. I mean, I love horror movies, and I love rock music, and they kind of go together. So, yeah. But I was wondering, what are your guys' favorite bands from old school and now? Mine have to be White Zombie and, of course, Ice Nine Kills now. But, yeah, hope you guys have a good one. Keep up the good work, and peace out.
0: Thanks for calling, Justin. What do you think, Bryce? What are your favorite bands from old school bands, apparently?
1: Old school bands? I mean, I'm I'm a Beatles that? stan, definitely. Uh, but I think, like, um, one of my favorites that I go back to is The Band. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, once like, they
0: really took off once they fucking kicked out that talentless
1: bitch, Bob Dylan. <laughs> um, I mean, they're well, he was never part of the band. They were his backup band for one of his albums. Right. They were the band. Um, but yeah, the band, I think they started out with uh, what was his name? It was some other artist, but they spun off into their own thing you John know the, the least notable band name in the world, um but two of probably the best albums ever made um so them uh I mean my favorite like I mean not modern now, I guess it's pretty much classic rock now is radio anything Head.
0: we like is gonna be old school anything,
1: yeah, so radiohead Beck, um I grew up kind of in the alternative realm not really up on anything new really i'm i'm just stuck in my ways
0: yeah i'm pretty stuck in my ways too i uh like yeah i don't know i mean black sabbath uh pink floyd uh basically any old school thrash i like a lot of the second gen thrash you know like like pantera pantera is cool a lot of people say pantera's wife beating music i've never once beat my wife while listening to pantera um it's really more what do you listen to when you beat your wife usually it's sepulter yeah good question um (laughs) no um yeah you know I, i really like thrash uh i really like um i don't know there's some death metal bands that are pretty pretty cool too malevolent creation and uh cannibal corpse um, they never do anything bad, really. Um, I mean, the members of them do bad things, but, uh, they're, musically, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, Beck, uh, I mean, Daft Punk, you know, uh, anything, anything that can be related back to Blur or Gorillaz, I really enjoy all that stuff, so, uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Next call.
2: What's going on, Grayson David? It's Justin from Ohio again, and... Um, I had um, just a quick question for you. So, Freddy vs. Jason came out and... Saw it in theaters. I mean, that's been out since I was born, 2003, which is crazy. But um, I was wondering if you guys could put together a movie like that with two horror movie people not using Freddy or Jason, who would it be? Me, personally, I would love to see Michael Myers vs. Pennywise. But, yeah, that's just my thoughts. Um... Like like I said before, hope you guys have a good one. Keep up the good
0: work and peace out. Dude, this motherfucker is 20 years old and he was born in 2003. How old does that make mm-hmm. you feel? Holy shit! I was older. I was tw- almost. <laughs> I was 20 years old when I watched First Jason. It's fucking so wild. Oh, um,
1: man. that's a good question. Yeah, That is a good question. I, think I, heard it, I heard an interesting one the other day. Two. I'm trying to remember it, but you go ahead.
0: Oh me, go ahead. Oh, I'd like to see Freddy vs. Jason
1: <laughs> again.
0: Yeah. No, uh, he specifically's like not including Freddy vs. Jason. Um, oh man, I don't, I don't know. I guess uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm gonna go. <laughs> did you hear me? <laughs> they already did that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go a little different route. I'm gonna go Freddy vs. Wolverine. Oh. Just two clawed. Uh you know monsters and just see how that goes cuz i oh. think Wolverine has you know kind of a tortured psyche as well
0: that's like, no that's a crazy good idea i, I mean just uh, thematically it's cool right but also <laughs> interesting wise it would be amazing because in real life you basically can't kill Wolverine you, you right. can't he, right. he has inf- he has his regeneration <laughs> is fucking incredible but freddie kills you in your dreams and you can totally fucking die in your dreams that's so right? that is such a good
1: idea i think you just won that's the one uh oh, wow. i win that, by I would... as as usual i win by cheating
0: how's that cheating
1: right. well he's not wolverine isn't a horror monster well, i mean you
0: know the, how he came to be is pretty horrible i don't know you could twist it sure. you could twist it around um thanks for calling in Jason that was, that was a yeah. good question.
1: What if it was just two ghosts pitted like pitted with each other and they're just trying to spook each other? <laughs> <laughs> just got like me. you know uh just a friendly what's game. his name um Casper the de- the demon from the exorcist and the demon from hereditary. Yeah. Just pitted against each other. They don't can't really affect each other too much, but they spook each other by showing their faces for a frame. Spook each other real uh, good. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that would basically be like Skinamarink, you know? Right. <laughs> I think we've seen that movie.
1: I guess it would be they'd be fighting against each other with whoever they're possessed or whoever they had possessed. Oh yeah. And so good, it'd, be like good one. it'd be like a possessed girl yeah. being spooked, like ugh.
0: It'd be like a game of chess, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just like, there's not real any real stakes. Your mother
1: sucks cocks and hells. No, your <laughs> mother sucks cocks and <laughs> <in> hell. <laughs> your mother. All right. Hey, it's
3: Frank and Claw again, um, up here in Ohio. Uh, yeah, I told myself I wasn't ever going, to, well, maybe not never, but wasn't going to call back. I know I've called two or three times. Um, but, um, I know there's a lot of people that call back uh, many times, but I'm generally not a, not a caller. What's your point, (laughs) friend? But anyway, I just finished watching the, uh, True Lies episode and, um, it's great that you guys are doing other genres. I'm, I'm really into that. Um, I'm also a fan of other genres, so, you know, HMT plus, uh, A-okay, but, um, I have to say, um, I, I, I love True Lies. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a great movie, but yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Uh, it is problematic. Uh, there's a problematic scene in it. Um, and that's the scene where, um, where Arnold is, is essentially torturing his wife, uh, to find out if she's committing adultery. Um, that scene is—I'm yeah, surprised you guys kind of glossed over it, especially David, because I know um, he tends to be um, very uh, outspoken on these, those kinds of issues. But, um, but yeah, I—I I, I think it's—I um, think it's a little bit—it uh, kind of—it kind of leaves a little sour taste in my mouth, and um, it doesn't entirely ruin the movie, but. Um, it, it definitely, uh, I, I think it wouldn't be done today and, uh, um, probably rightly so. Um, I, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, 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 problematic, but anyway, uh, love the show. Love you guys. Uh, take care. Have a good, have a good one. Bye. Well,
0: thanks for your call, Frank. What problematic?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it- Committed psychological torture on his wife to try to get information. Like, sure, you could, you could, you could uh, analyze it from a certain way. I mean, it was it nice? No, that's not very nice, Arnold. To, you know, psychologically torture your wife uh, in a, in a moment. But, I mean. Is there long-lasting damage? No. Like, is it for an effect in the story? Yes. Here's the thing. Saying problematic is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And it's also just kind of lazy because you can label almost anything as problematic. And that's kind of the point of a lot of stories. It's not... Yeah. It's not that they know. It's not... (laughs) problematic it's like no that's the point the point is that it makes you feel weird and that's why they're doing that I'm, like i'm going to give it's you, okay to make you feel weird in a story i'm going to give you a little a little you know because, because sometimes not everything is black and white sometimes
0: you know? i realize that people take me seriously a lot you know uh-huh. like or us seriously a lot i'm going to give everybody everybody listening I'll give you a little peek, little tiny peek behind the curtain of HMT plus here. So get ready because I, I'm just really good. And, so, and maybe Bryce is too. I, I'm not sure. I'm not really thinking about him right now, but I'll tell you a lot of this show, a lot of the things we say, satire, comedy said for effect, not our true opinions at all. It's just flippant. And uh, when I call something problematic, you can rest assured that I don't really think that. <laughs> okay, so that's all I'm going to say about that. And this, weirdly, that's a that's a huge peek behind the curtain of... Uh, I've never done that before. I don't, maybe we should beep that out. Anyway... Um, that's our show for today. Thank you all for calling in all you. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and I hope you enjoyed this episode of horror movie talk plus where everything we say is serious and everything should be taken extremely seriously and it's not for fun and it's all for reals. And, uh, we do our best to bring you, you know, fun, comedy, satire content every single week have for years and years Coming up on five fucking years now. How about that? Um, So, you know, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Bon voyage. We love you. Bye. Bye. Good day, sir.
3: He had no face. Horror. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Wow, that didn't sound good.